0: Jimmy Z. Uh. You've heard of HD radio, and you've heard of HD TV. This, this is, is,
1: is HDZ.
0: HD <laughs> this is the Jimmy Z Show. No hablamos español. <laughs> jim 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 easy easy jim 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 easy jim 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 Jimmy Z Show is produced, written, and directed by Jimmy Z. The show is wholly owned by Jimmy Z. All rights reserved. Content from other sources belong to the copyright holder and or speaker. In each case, Jimmy Z can be reached via email at Show at gmail.com.
2: I can see if I want anything done around here. I gotta do it myself.
0: Jimmy?
2: He has a lot of chutzpah. God didn't put us here for that pat on the back. He created us. So he could be here himself. So that he could exist in the lives of those he created in his image.
3: Hello there.
0: There's the switch. I almost blew Well, I did blow it for a couple of seconds there. I forgot to turn on the microphone. Hi, everybody. Jimmy Z. Another hour here on the day when I can't work. Actually, I could go and work now. But it's late in the afternoon and I'm not going to. So, um, where do we leave off? i got some stuff to talk about here. Oh, yeah, I know what I forgot to say. I am Jimmy Z, and it's time to catch some Z. Thank you. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, I was going to talk about something, and I do not recall what it was. So I guess that's that. We'll move on from whatever it was. (laughs) God. Okay. Yeah, this is professional radio right here. You cannot find a better show a more professional outfit than the Jimmy Z show this is good stuff you may not know it yet but this is good stuff okay um, this was um, how long ago I'm looking for the date this was on Saturday I found this lovely little tidbit and I'm not getting well there's better volume there I'm still trying to find just the sweet spot to hold this microphone because you would laugh. First of all, it's a lavalier mic. It's a tie clip microphone. And if I tie clip it down below my neck, you can't even hear me. So I don't know what that, that probably needs to have some uh, professional gain from a mixer. And I just heard from Sweetwater and it's going to be another two or three weeks. But, you know, at least the uh, microphone, the, the lavalier microphone sounds pretty good. But I'm holding it. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. I've got the tie clip on a guitar slide. I have a glass guitar slide, and I'm clipping it on that, and then I hold the guitar slide with my finger inside the slide. So it's it's ridiculous. If I w- <laughs> If I was doing... Simultaneous video, which a lot of podcasters do, and I won't because uh, I like traditional radio where you imagine that I'm, I'm sitting here looking like, uh, I don't know, young Tom Selleck or something and talking, and it, if I run video at the same time, it would ruin the whole thing and I'd have to put on a clean shirt, <laughs> so we're not going to do that. Anyway, the first thing here is top health officials. This was from Saturday including Dr. Anthony Fauci. I, I heard that it's Fauci now. I always thought it was Fauci. Actually, I call him farce e. But um, now I've heard it Fauci, and that actually makes sense. But whatever, it hardly matters. This, including Dr. Anthony Fauci and CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky have said that a variant of the COVID-19 virus that originated in the U.K. could become the dominant strain in the U.S. by the end of the month. Okay, so now you're looking at April, and you're looking at Easter, and it's even closer to Memorial Day. That strain is believed to be some 56% 56 more contagious, and perhaps twice as deadly as the existing dominant strain in the United States. Now, if that doesn't sound like they are gearing up for another big lockdown, I don't know what was, what is, what would. (laughs) Uh, Now, let me. Let me. How should that be? If that doesn't sound like they're gearing up for another lockdown, I don't know what would sound like they were doing that good grief this is uh, English 101 I want to thank you for joining us anyway God, Dr. Fauci that guy is always thinking of another way to impose himself on all of us and we're just now getting to the point in California where and across the country where things are genuinely opening opening up again and I, I I just sense that they're getting ready to lock it down again, because they can, because the American people have been putting up with it, and that you know enough is enough. Uh, the next thing I have here is at the Daily Caller, and this is also from no, this is from Sunday, and all I'm going to do is read the headline most of the time because, you know, I can get frustrated and read two or three paragraphs and get really angry. But, you know, something like this, the headline is all you need. Nancy Pelosi said that the Biden administration border crisis is under control. And that was Sunday. Obviously, it was not under control on Sunday. And finally, the Biden administration is acknowledging that things are not working out that well. In fact, I don't know if I've got the headline here, but um, Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas. And you can't find anyone more left-wing and more silly Democrat than Sheila Jackson Lee and she has said that it doesn't appear that the Biden administration uh, way of handling the border is working and when you lose Sheila Jackson Lee then you've got big problems all right on to Twitter and this is a tweet from Ann Coulter and she said this is the dumbest sentence ever printed in the New York Times and that's really saying something because over the years I think the New York Times has written a whole bunch they have published a whole bunch of stupid stuff quote the evangelical culture teaches women to hate their bodies as the source of temptation and it teaches men to hate their minds all right, this is a uh, opinion piece at the New York Times that was written after the shooting in Atlanta. It says here that the Atlanta suspects fixation on sex is fam- is a familiar thorn for evangelicals. <laughs> you know you know what's funny is when you hear uh, when you read the words of someone who is not religious at all and is in fact uh, uh, contrary to Christian beliefs and knows very little about Christianity and may very well be atheist or something like that, certainly anti-God, and they're going to write an article and tell us what we believe and that all of the evangelicals are walking around hating their own bodies and hating their minds. And I'll bet you this, I'm going to guess, a female author, and it's Ruth Graham. What? Well, she, she shares the name of, of Billy Graham's wife. Not the same person. She says, the man accused of killing eight people, including six women of Asian descent. You got to point out Asian because we want the Asians to hate white people, too. That guy blamed sexual addiction, a disputed term used in parts of evangelical culture. Okay, I'm not a big guy on, um, on sex addiction. I think you can become uh, sex-obsessed, but I'm, I'm not sure if it really qualifies as an addiction. But um, here's another godless New York Times writer presuming to tell us about what we believe. I love that. Now, I'm going to play for you some genuine racism in audio. And by the way, I want to point out something very, very simple. That any focus on race is racism. I can't remember if uh, if I bookmarked this or sent it to myself so I could talk about it. But uh, somewhere, I can't remember. Oh, it's Oakland. The city of Oakland is setting aside and giving uh, people who have low incomes $500 a piece. But only if they are minorities. White people are left out. That's racism. That's pure and simple and straight up racism. So this audio I played before years ago on the first show, sometime between 2009 and 2014. This is Dr. Kamau Kambam, and this was on C-SPAN in 2005. This guy is a straight-up racist, but he would tell you that because black people, quote, don't have power, end quote, that they cannot possibly, black people cannot possibly be racist. I'm sorry, Dr. Kamau. This is racism.
4: And then finally, I want to say that we need one idea. And we're not thinking about a solution to the problem. We're dealing with all these other things, but these are diversions from the solution to the problem and we have to start to think about a solution to the problem so that these young brothers and sisters who are here now, who are 15, 16, or 17, are not here 25 years later talking about these same problems. Now how do I know that the white people know that we are going to come up with a solution to the problem? I know it because they have retina scans, they have what they call racial profiling, DNA banks, and they're monitoring our people to try to prevent the one person from coming up with the one idea. And the one idea is how we are going to exterminate white people because that in my estimation is the only conclusion I have come to. We have to exterminate white people off of the face of the planet to solve this problem. Now I don't care whether you clap or not but I'm saying to you that we need to solve this problem because they are going to kill us. And I will leave on that.
0: Well, I don't know how to follow that up. I don't know what to say other than that doesn't sound any less evil than what Hitler said. It doesn't sound, and I'm not calling him Hitler. I'm saying that what he's saying is absolute evil. It doesn't sound any less evil than whatever the people were saying in the Ku Klux Klan back in the 50s and the 60s. That is pure racism and pure evil. I don't even like listening to it, to tell you the truth. It's just... It's upsetting. But I'm glad it's on YouTube. I'm glad they didn't shut it down because it's important. Also, with this in mind, this is a tweet from Candace Owens on March 22nd. That was uh, Monday. The number one, this is Candace Owens writing, the number one violent offenders against black people are other black people. And the number one violent offenders against Asian Americans are also black people. And she says, but both black lives matter and asian lives matter are campaigns dedicated to stomping out white supremacy because clown world. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Now we know that Biden has a big tax hike coming and that's going to be proposed in Congress. It's going to be the biggest tax increase since 1968, LBJ. And so that's massive. And there's no reason for it other than to punish Americans. I've been saying that everything the president, everything President Obama did, Obama, everything President Trump did was an attempt to make life better for Americans and everything the Democrats and the potato in the White House have done has made life worse for Americans. Everything. Every policy they have and every bill they pass and every executive order he signs makes life worse for Americans. This is, by the way, and I'm sure you already guessed, that it's rapid-fire news and commentary. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. What else you got? Jimmy Z? Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Okay, so our country is being destroyed, and this is a uh, a statement from President Trump, and I've been trying... Just a minute. I, I need to find this, and I'm not going to... Uh make you suffer through listening to me trying to find it, but I want to read the actual statement. I don't want to read an article about the statement, so hang on just a second. Okay, I found it. That's good. This is the Trump statement on the potatoes border crisis from last Sunday. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States. We proudly handled, handed... That didn't take long to screw that up. We proudly handed the Biden administration the most secure border in American history. All they had to do was keep this smooth running system on autopilot. Instead, in the span of just a few weeks, the Biden the potato administration has turned a national triumph into a national disaster. They are in way over their heads and taking on water fast. The pathetic, clueless performance of Secretary Mayorkas, and we heard him say, uh, what was he saying the other day? I think, him, I, I think it was Mayorkas who said that it was an insult to ask him about criminals coming over across the border and, and hurting American citizens. That was, um, that was a terrible thing to do, to ask him that question. It was very insulting. Uh, the pathetic, clueless performance of Secretary Mayorkas on the Sunday shows today was a national disgrace. I should look some of that up, I guess, but boy, I don't know if I can take it. His self-satisfaction presentation in the middle of a massive crisis he helped engineer is yet more proof that he is incapable of leading the department of, of um, the Department of Homeland Security. That's it. So anyway, uh, Trump continues. It's more proof he is incapable of leading the Department of Homeland Security. Even someone of Mayorkas' limited abilities should understand that if you provide catch and release to the world's illegal aliens, then the whole world will come. That's it's common sense. Furthermore, says Trump, the Mayorkas gag order on our nation's heroic border agents and ICE officers should be the subject of an immediate congressional investigation. But it's clear they are engaged in a huge cover-up to hide just how bad things truly are. The only way to end the potatoes disaster on the border is for the Biden administration to admit their total failure and adopt the profoundly effective, proven Trump policies. They must immediately complete the wall, which, which can be done in a matter of weeks. They should never have stopped it. They are causing death and human tragedy. In addition to the obvious, drugs are pouring into our country at record, level, at record levels. From the southern border, not to mention human and sex trafficking, this administration's reckless policies are enabling and encouraging crimes against humanity. Our country is being destroyed. At the Daily Mail and of course uh AdBlocker. They don't like AdBlocker, so I gotta cut that. And I gotta open up the other browser, the noisy browser, Firefox. God, I don't understand why one browser makes a crap load of noise and the other browser makes no noise at all. Ridiculous. Low-dose aspirin. This is at the Daily Mail in Great Britain. And I don't think you're... Shut up, browser! God, this whole page is covered in clothing advertisements. I just... I know I'm complaining a lot about this lately, but I really hate it. I don't think you're going to see this story in America because this is something that they don't want you to know about, I don't think. Low-dose aspirin cuts COVID-19 patients' risk of being admitted to the to ICU or dying by nearly half, according to a study. A new study looked at more than 400 hospitalized COVID-19 patients, about 25% of whom were given aspirin upon admission or just before admission. Those given the drug were 43% less likely to be admitted to ICU and 44% less likely to need ventilators. That's huge. It's that's, that's not as effective as hydroxychloroquine. But still, that's uh, very, very impressive. Something everyone should be aware of. Low-dose aspirin. Okay, I've got some, uh, something interesting from Bill Maher. Hard to believe, I know. But the Daily Wire makes it impossible to use their freaking website without putting in my email address. And to that I say, (coughs) no no chance. I'm not giving you my email address. I'm not going to spread my email address all over the internet on website after website after website. Just so I can read your stupid articles. Put an advertisement on there. Whatever you have to do. But I'm not giving you my email address to sell and make money from and send me crap. I'm not doing it. So it took me a while here. I didn't record while I was looking. It took uh, some amount of time. But I found what he was talking about here on YouTube. So I don't need the Daily Wire at all. You can go screw yourselves. Here's Bill Maher talking about the difference between equality and equity
5: a quality of outcomes as opposed to a quality of opportunity we used to call that by another name trophy syndrome a world that was (laughs) a world that was created back in the 90s where everybody every kid gets a trophy no matter how good or bad they are at something Well, the result of that kind of thinking is that American kids now have a totally deluded and unearned belief in their charm, brains, and
0: talent. Okay, I need to point out something really fast here. These people at the Bill Maher show must have to kiss his ass because that that was mildly humorous, what he just said. It was not hysterically funny, and you heard the audience However many people are there, it sounds like a fairly small amount of people just start laughing hysterically and a big round of applause for that, you know, moderately humorous line. But I want to hear what he has to say about the difference between equity and equality, because he is against equity, which is a good thing. And I'm in, I'm in agreement with him, but you have to put up with some of the Bill Maher stuff.
5: It's not only that the entire generation wants to be famous, it's that they think not being famous isn't fair.
0: (laughs) Okay, now I don't want to hear Bill Maher at all. Because that joke was so flat. That that was not a joke. It wasn't all that funny. It was, again, barely humorous. And there's a pause. It, It sounds like they're using a laugh track. That isn't funny at all. So to hell with it. But uh, at some point, Bill Maher talks about the fact that, um, that equity is not desirable, and in America, what we want is equality, so that everybody has the same opportunity, but they are not guaranteed the same results, okay? And that's me, and that's what I'm saying, and uh, to hell with Bill Maher and his, and his stupid laugh track. That, that's crazy, One more time, listen. I I just can't believe the the, 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 the entire generation wants to be famous. It's that they think
5: not being famous isn't fair.
0: (laughs) You know what this reminds me of? Is a Monty Python sketch where Oscar Wilde is at a cocktail party. And this is so funny because everything he says, everybody treats like it was the funniest thing they ever heard. And that's exactly what happened there with Bill Maher. That is, it's not even moderately funny. It's almost humorous, what he said. And there's a, there's a pause and then a roar of laughter. I, I tell you, it's fake. He's using a laugh track.
1: London, 1892. 16 Tide Street, Chelsea. The residence of Mr. Oscar Wilde.
4: Mr. George Bernard Shaw. His oh, well, yes. <laughs> I
1: mean, Royal Highness, the well, Prince of Wales.
2: Oh, my congratulations, Wild. Your play is a great success. The whole of London's talking about you. Your Highness, there is
1: only one thing in the world worse than being talked about, and that is not being talked about. <laughs> 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 oh, very witty, Wilde. Very, very witty. There is only one thing in the world worse than being witty, and that is not being witty. <laughs> you will
0: oh man that is so funny now what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna take the statement (laughs) it's not gonna sound much different I'm gonna take the statement from Bill Maher and we're gonna take the laughter from Monty Python
5: the entire generation wants to be famous it's that they think not being famous isn't fair
1: (laughs)
0: Okay, that's enough. That's enough playing around with Monty Python and Bill Maher. But that's funny. Oh, man, I'll tell you, I think it's fake. I think it's fake. Nobody laughs that hard at something relatively lame. That just wasn't all that funny, was it? Now, the next story is at the Daily Caller and a story about Nancy Pelosi. I hate this story. New York Representative Claudia Tenney is a Republican, and she just won the election recently uh, by I think 109 votes, and Nancy Pelosi is bitter, and so she did not allow the new representative to have her son present in the gallery for her swearing in. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi would not allow Republican New York Representative Claudia Tenney to have her son present in the gallery. Former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer sent out a tweet on Thursday morning with the news that Pelosi denied Tenney's request to let her son, a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy, watch her get sworn in from above the floor in the gallery. The Daily Caller contacted Tenney about the news, to which she confirmed it was true. She said, I guess he's considered a risk. Unbelievable. Nancy Pelosi. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Isn't that something?
2: Isn't that something? Isn't that something?
0: Okay, tonight, I even restarted my computer before I got started here. And Adobe Audition just crashed. And I just spent the last 20 minutes repairing bits and pieces of things that I said that just got cut off. Even though I've been saving the file along the way... If I, if I make a pause to go look for a piece of audio or something, I save the work. I save the recording up to that point. And it still went back and changed it and and, and deleted some of what I said. I, I'm going freaking crazy. And I know some of you are going to say, well, hey, you know what? You should use Audacity. I've looked at Audacity. It's a pain in the ass. It really is a poor interface. And the tools that I use are not They are not immediately recognizable. So uh, this is so frustrating, I can't tell you. I just want to quit. I mean, tonight, not forever. But I think that now, because of the frustration and whatnot, is a good time for a break. So we'll take that break and come right back and listen. And you can listen to much more of The Jimmy Z Show. Thanks a lot. always that limousine liberal crowd
5: that just has their finger on the politically correct button. That's what, that's what bugs me the most about liberals, is that they just, they object before they even know what they're objecting to. I'm a free speech person, and uh, I would say, especially on campuses in the last 10 or 15 years, the repression of speech has come more from the left.
0: The Jimmy Z Show.
2: Anything interesting in the paper? Yeah, 200 arrested at Vietnam Day peace demonstration. 200. They should have thrown a whole bunch of them in the can. Look at that picture there. Here they are, throwing all kinds of junk and deepers at officers of the law, desecrating <laughs> right on the American flag. The hell are them peace want, anyhow. Well, I think they just don't like the idea of America fighting an illegal and immoral war. Well, if they don't like it, they can lump it. <laughs> Take it down the road and dump it. Well, that would include me too, Mr. Bunker. Then to you to you too? Well, well, what would our leaving solve? I mean, with or without protesters, this country would still have the same problems. What problems? Well, it's the war, the racial problem, the economic problem, the pollution oh, problem. Oh, come on, if you want a nitpick. <laughs> nitpick? Let me tell you something, Mr. Bunker. No, let me tell you something, Mr. Stivic. You are a meathead. <laughs> what did
1: you call A meathead.
2: Dead from the neck up.
1: Meathead.
2: I see what your idea of a free country is. You're free to say anything you want, but if, but if anyone disagrees with you, they're either thrown into jail or called a it, right? That's right, because this is American land that I love. Well, I love it too, Mr. Bunker, and it's because I do like protest when I think things are wrong. And stand beside her. <laughs> And guide oh, her. The
1: light of the state is the principal food.
2: With the light from above. Listen to me. It's in the Bill of Rights. From the mountains? Why do you think we broke away from the England prairies, to begin with? Huh? Because we didn't agree oceans, with her. We demanded freedom. Gee, it's guys like you. It's spies like you. What all this for a reason? I mean you're left this in the end. And you don't include close minded. You're prejudiced! You're prejudiced! Your prejudice! Not anymore! Your prejudice!
0: Home. amen and a boom shakalaka go right there he's insufferable when he's right the jimmy z show Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Jimmy Z, the big Jimmy Z show. I am your one-horse pony. All right, and we are deep in the middle of carrying on with more rapid-fire news and commentary. Oh, yeah. You know, I guess I should mention that... um, there were a bunch of liberals after the Boulder, Colorado shooting, which I'm, I'm not really going to talk about in great detail because it's very sad and the guy's a Muslim. But when liberals first got a hold of that story, they were all over social media carrying on about another white guy, another white guy, probably conservative. Turns out the guy is a Muslim and he's hateful. And he can't stand President Trump. And I'm sure that re- that disappointed Democrats something awful. All right, the next piece is at the New York Post. And it turns out that Biden regularly speaks or consults with... At, wait a minute, I got a pop-up here. That's why I couldn't read the headline. It wasn't me this time. Biden regularly speaks with and consults with Obama, according to the White House. The White House has actually acknowledged this. Well, I can tell you one thing. It's not just speaking with and consulting with Obama. What it is, is Obozo calls the potato on the phone and tells him what he's going to do today. Reading the article, it says that uh, potato Joe Biden on a regular basis, consults with former President Barack Obozo. I'm sorry, Barry Obozo, speaking with him on a range of issues. Saki, this is uh, Jen Saki, the White House press secretary, responding to a question from a reporter, said that uh, the potato and the former president keep in regular touch, but did not specify exactly how often the pair speak to one another. I'm telling you, it's all freaking day long. Because the potato is really unable to do things. I I don't believe that he sits at his desk with an agenda for the day like President Trump did and getting work done. I think that he is uh, virtually a marionette with strings that are operated by Barry Obozo. Uh, Saki said they consult and talk about a range of issues, and I would expect that continues through the course of President Potato Head's presidency. (laughs) Well, of course it does, because that's the guy. That's the guy behind everything, Barry Obozo. And, of course, one of the big things they talk about is the Affordable Care Act, according to Jen Saki. Biden has already signed two executive orders aimed at expanding access to Obozo care. And I, I'm telling you that it was a pile of executive orders. Now he's how many executive orders has Biden signed now? I know it's well over 60, but I'll have to look up the number, but I'm telling you that these executive orders were prepared ahead of time and that, uh, Barry Obozo had the pile and, instructed the potato, the White House occupant, on which ones to sign first. And all along the way, I believe Obozo has been feeding the executive orders to the potato, and all he has to do is pick up a sign. It's like Henry Blake on MASH. Just hand him a paper, and he signs it. Now, Google, of course, is going to filter my question and not give me a a proper answer because Google gives you, uh, you know, at at a certain point, 37 executive orders. At At another point, 50 executive orders. At another point, 22 or 28 executive orders. But they're not telling you. It's over 60. I know that. But it does not say How many, let's see here, there's a, uh, how many executive orders has the president signed? I'll click that, and it takes you to the same crap. And Obama is not afraid of executive orders. He signed 276 executive orders between 2009 and 2017. So I'm sorry, I cannot get you the official number because Google is not making it available. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Now, there's an Asian woman on Twitter who uh, flipped out because uh, when the media was trying to pronounce the name of the Asian people who were shot in Atlanta, um, they didn't pronounce the names right. And she thinks that is insulting. And maybe it is. But, um, you know, it's something most people... Unless your name is John Smith... Or Mark Jones. You're going to have to deal with it. Most people have wacky names that are hard to pronounce. And uh, that's, that's part of life. She says, why the name thing is so triggering to me and so many other Asians. This is my thread. I spent my entire adult life in the U.S. by my nickname Michelle. Because I hated dealing with the burden. The burden. Of correcting people every time they got my name wrong. (laughs) That's a burden. A burden. Oh man, you know what? If that's the burden in your life, you have a pretty charmed life. She continues, and this goes on for a time. I'm not going to read the whole thing. She says, I hated the shame I felt every new school year when the teacher would butcher my Korean name on the roster. If you went to a school with a lot of Asian kids, you know the drill. Teacher says the mispronounced Asian name. Asian student says, oh, I go by Peter. And the other kids are chuckling. And so that's a big thing for her. That, that just really hurt to have kids chuckle. You know, everybody, everybody in school, when you're in grade school and junior high school especially, there's all kinds of things that you get, that you get laughed at over. It's part of the gig. God, this is crazy, isn't it? She says, some teachers would outright ask kids to use angli- uh, anglicized names for their convenience, for the teacher's convenience. Oh, no. My dad changed his legal name to Justin when he was naturalized. He didn't want to deal with the disrespect, but most of all, he didn't want, to, he, he didn't want the inconvenience. And that would be the inconvenience to others. Because his name was Hong Chao or whatever it was. Many Asian people change their names to deal with less harassment. Look, it's not harassment if somebody mispronounces your name. That's not harassment. And uh, they're trying to integrate faster. There's nothing wrong with that. If you change your name from Hong Chao to Harold... (coughs) <coughs> there's nothing wrong with that. It does allow you to integrate faster and to make things easier for them and others. A lot of people do it to belong again, nothing wrong with that. So she goes on and on. I'm not going to read the rest of it because it's so silly it's It's so silly. Most of you know what my real name is, Dirk. okay I went through I went through grade school and junior high school with the name Dirk (laughs) okay uh I'm not even gonna go go through all the names I was called and the mispronouncing the purposeful mispronunciation of my name and one of my roommates in adulthood took that and named me Dirk Bag and I embraced it because I liked it I thought it was cool but um This is just crazy. I feel sorry for this woman because she's going through life. She's a grown woman. She's young, but she's a grown woman. And she's still freaking out over people mispronouncing Asian names. This is an English country. Back in Korea, I'm certain that your name will be pronounced correctly. As it should be. But um, I just thought that was cuckoo. All right, there are a number of surveys out there, surveys of Americans and their opinion about voter ID laws. You know, the the laws that require a picture ID so that you can identify yourself to vote. And the vast majority, the vast majority of Americans are in favor of it. The vast majority of Hispanic Americans are in favor of voter ID laws the vast majority of, of uh, black Americans are in favor of voter ID laws. And I'm talking about like like 60% in both classifications. And there's a, there's a survey out there, I think it's called the HEC survey. I can't remember. But there's the Rasmussen survey and there's, um, what's the other one, Pew Research. And they're all finding the same things. They're all finding that Americans, by and large, 75, 76, 77% of Americans are in favor of voter ID laws. So once again, the Democrats don't give a flying fig about the American people. They don't care about what the American people think. Democrats are, are trying their hardest to make sure that voter ID laws never happen. And that those states that have voter ID laws, the Democrats are going to try to make that illegal. So don't let the media fool you. Okay, this is very clear. The American people are all in on voter ID laws. The only people who are against it are activists and social. And yes, we are continuing rapid fire news and commentary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, the next thing we have here is a story at Breitbart. And I don't think we have... Yeah, she was talking on, um, on Twitter. But Rose McGowan, who is no conservative, but she's very outspoken on issues like this. Actress Rose McGowan has slammed Vice President Kamala Lama Ding Dong over a planned speaking engagement with Bill Clinton on the subject of empowering women and girls. <laughs> uh, Bill Clinton. Good grief. So there is nothing. And my friend and I were talking about this at dinner on uh, Wednesday night. There is nothing Kamala Lama Ding Dong will not do. She is a sucker. She she said that Bill Clinton that the uh, accusers of Bill Clinton should be believed. She said that the accusers of Joe Biden should be believed. The accusers who accused him of uh, molesting them. And the, the people who accuse uh, Bill Clinton of doing the, the, the foul things that he did. And now Kamala Lama Ding Dong doesn't care about any of that at all. And that's because she is an opportunist over and above anything else. And I want to say something here before I read a little bit more of this article. If you think about what the Democrats are doing to women by allowing men to compete with women and boys to compete with girls, they are destroying women's sports, women's athletics. And we're supposed to take uh, Bill Clinton and Kamala Lama Ding Dong seriously at this event. Harris and Clinton are scheduled to speak Friday On, quote, the impact of COVID-19 on women and empowering women and girls in the U.S. and around the world. Well, uh, this transgender stuff in women's sports does not empower women. It demoralizes women and it turns women into uh, people that just can't compete. With a male who decides that he identifies as female. So uh, once again, I have to stop reading this because it makes me crazy. Uh, The Senate, by the way, confirmed transgender Rachel Levine. That's a dude, by the way, with a silver haired wig as the U.S. Assistant Health Secretary. So here's a dude who is confused about his own gender. And he is (laughs) he's on the federal level of the health department. It just, it's a sick world. That's all I can say. He's a transgender From Rochester And he used to be a girl But she didn't like her world So she's given up her pearls And she's a man Her name is Stan She's a transgender From Rochester And he used to be a guy And she thought that she was bi And her gender made her cry Now she's a dame And her name is Jane All right, that's enough. (laughs) All righty then. All right, that's a song I wrote about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. Transgender from Rochester. Yeah, that's a big hit. (laughs) Yeah, right. They play it on Kiss FM. Um, We've got some really good news here. This is going to be great because the potato has a lot of, um, he has a lot of ambition.
5: Have you decided whether you are going to run for re-election in 2024? You haven't set up a re-election campaign yet, as your predecessor had by this time.
4: <laughs> my predecessor need to, needed to. <laughs> my predecessor. Oh, God, I miss him. Um, no, an answer is yes. My plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation.
0: Wow. So this guy thinks that he can run for re-election even though he is, he is destroying the country. And by the time, I think by the time 2022, the election in November of 2022 rolls around, uh, he's going to get a dose of reality because I think the Democrats are going to lose so big and we are going to have major majorities in both houses of Congress after that election. Now, here's another clip where he talks about, um, somebody asks him, if he is going to have uh, Kamala Harris with him again. And he's talking about what a great job she's doing. What does that mean? She doesn't know anything. She's not, she's not prepared to be president of the... She's not prepared to be vice president. She's, she's got no experience whatsoever. And now she's the person in charge of the border and communicating with and dealing with all the, all the other countries and trying to work out deals and, and trying to fix the problem at the border Kamala Lama ding dong. And I saw somebody, somebody on Facebook said, well, you know, she might be successful because all she has to do is get down on her knees like she did with Willie Brown. Here's the next clip with Biden.
5: You also just made some news by saying that you are going to run for re-election. I
0: said that is
4: my expectation.
5: So is that a yes that you are running for re-election?
4: Look, I'm, I, I don't know where you guys come from, man. I've never been able to travel. I'm a great respecter of fate. I've never been able to plan four and a half, three and a half years ahead for certain.
5: And if you, it, do, if you do run, will Vice President Harris be on your ticket?
4: I would fully expect that to be the case. She's doing a great job. She's a great partner. He's a great partner.
5: And do you believe you'll be running against former President Trump?
4: Oh, come on. I don't even think about it. I have no idea. I have no idea whether it'll be a Republican Party.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, the Republican Party is going to disappear because Biden is so intimidating. Ooh. we better not have a party anymore, man. That guy is way too successful for us. I think Biden is going to, Potato, is going to strengthen the Republican Party. I really think that. All right, now, I have gotten through everything that I sent to Facebook. And I have, uh, what I do is I use my own name in the messenger service, and I keep all of my notes and links there. And I got through all of it, finally. It took two hours today, but I got through all of it. So I've got a little bit of time here, I can hit on a couple of things that I have saved for myself in email. This is at The Hill. And this is about the Democrats trying to gin up racism amongst Asian people. And it's not gonna, this is not gonna work and I'll tell you why. First of all, the Democrats and uh, Black Lives Matter, they're trying to convince Asian people that Whitey is against you. Whitey is trying to take you down. Whitey is trying to elevate themselves over you. And that's why so many Asian people are being attacked. First of all, I don't believe that's happening. I don't believe that there are so many Asian people being attacked any more than anyone else. But more importantly, when you talk about the Asians, they are unlike most other minorities, and I got to say this carefully because I'll put it this way: the Asian people are hardworking and dedicated to excellence. Asian people do not blame other races for their failings. If an Asian person starts a business and it doesn't go over well, and it doesn't, and they, and it fails. They will look at what they did and figure it out. And the next business will not fail. There is a self-sufficiency among Asian people. And that is something that, I- I'm sorry, a number of people in the black community lack. Okay, and I'll leave it there. The same kind of thing. Well, I-, I think you can say that Hispanic people are hardworking as well and strive for excellence. But the bottom line is, I don't think that Asian people are going to blame Whitey for something that goes wrong in the Asian community. It's just not going to happen. The article here says that President, I'm sorry, God, I'm going to leave that word out of there. Potato Biden called on Americans to unite against hate and racism. Okay, I'm all for that. Condemning the rise of attacks against Asian Americans and the recent shootings in Atlanta. Okay, the shootings in Atlanta had nothing to do... The people who got shot, six out of eight people who got shot, happened to be Asian. This was not about shooting Asian people. Okay, it's so frustrating because the media and the Democrats pick up this ball and run with it. And they keep saying it over and over and over again because they want to convince Asian people that the rest of the population is out to get them because they want to have Asian Lives Matter. Good grief. And and I'll bet you you'd have to go a long way. You'd have to search for a long time to find an Asian person, an Asian husband, who said to his wife what that uh, black husband said to the woman we talked about in, I don't know which hour, Either one hour or two hours ago, we talked about the woman who is an advisor or a strategist for Meghan and Harry, you know, Meghan Merkel and Harry the Magnificent. And um, that strategist said that her husband was angry with her because uh, she almost didn't get the car registration, the tags on the license plates updated. And he said, if I got pulled over, I'd be killed by a police officer. You're going to have to go a long way to find an Asian person who feels that way. And by the way, it's very easy not to get shot by the police. I went through it before. You keep your hands on the steering wheel and you say, yes, sir. No, sir. And you're polite and you let them know that you're not a threat and it's not a problem. Okay, I'm going to take some audio from Dick Morris real fast here to close out the hour. This is Dick Morris talking about transgender crossovers, eliminating school sports for girls. Okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to save that for the next (laughs) show because uh, Adobe Audition crashed again. And I've got to go through and make some some repairs because the recording is all... (laughs) up so okay I settled down it took me about 20 minutes but I repaired the file god I don't understand I just and I've done research on Google nobody seems to at least nobody is talking about having the same kind of problem anyway uh, let's play this from Dick Morris talking about transgender boys competing with girls
3: when boys are allowed to compete in girls sports they always win and now that transgender males are permitted to simply cross the street and run in girls sports, they will always win. Ever since transgender boys were permitted in Connecticut to race against girls in girls sports, they've won all 15 state championships. Biden says that the transgender sports called, in, embedded in the so-called Equality Act is to end discrimination against transgender men or girls. In fact, it's to create discrimination among girls. Feminism has always had to wait in line behind men. Men got the vote in America in 1868. Women had to wait until 1917. Then Title IX of the Civil Rights Act passed in 73, opened the door to women's sports and barred discrimination against them. But now transgender men can cross over into women's sports and it effectively cuts women out. Back before the days of Title IX, about 2% of all athletic scholarships in America went to women. Now, 40% do. Back then, there were about 200,000 high school girl athletes. Now there are 3.2 million. But the clock is going to be dragged back by Biden's insistence on allowing transgender sports. In Connecticut, you don't need surgery or hormones or anything to switch over and compete in transgender sports. I could announce today that I'm a girl and show up on the team and compete, not get beaten, but I could compete. So middle of the pack runners who really are also runs in male sports are suddenly winning championships in girls sports. Think of the self-esteem girls derive from winning at sports. Think of the issues of self-confidence. And now think of what happens every time a girl steps onto an athletic field knowing that she's going to be defeated. This so-called Equality Act completely disenfranchises women.
0: Okay, so the bottom line is here. The bottom line is how do we stop this? And the way you stop it is that, and I know this is going to be really difficult, but the only way you can stop it is for parents of girls in, in uh, athletics to refuse to allow their girls to compete against boys and just say, okay, well, we're, we're out. And it's got to be done with all students. It's got to be done with all girls. There has to be solidarity, and they can stand outside of the competition, and they can protest it, but they cannot compete anymore with boys. You have to stop. Because the Democrats are not going to stop this agenda. And I'm sorry, it's freaking stupid. It's insane. And it must be stopped. And the only way you can stop it, I think it has to be done on the professional level too. That if you start to let boys in on uh, the professional, or men, in on the professional women's soccer team, or to compete against women in tennis, the women just have to bow out. You cannot, you absolutely must not compete And pretend like it's a competition, like it's a fair competition. I'm Jimmy Z from the right wing on the left coast. Thank you for listening. We'll talk again soon. Jimmy Z. There's an hour you'll never get back.
2: You lose! We gotta get off the air dormant recorders